The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by Abby Powell, real estate broker with Dreamtown Realty. Abby, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. No, likewise, likewise. So um, originally from the Northwest side and still from the Northwest side. So uh, Park Ridge, Edison Park girl. Tell me about, you know, just where you're from and, and how you got into real estate. Yeah. Um, so I was born and raised in Park Ridge. Um, it's the Northwest suburbs in the Chicagoland area. You're about a 10 minute drive um, to O'Hare Airport. Um, my grandfather uh, was born on the East Coast, and he relocated my mom and my uncle um, to Chicago for a job opportunity. And he purchased his first house in Park Ridge in 1970 and wow. um, never really left. He was a Park Ridge resident um, up until 2018. Now he moved into uh, the Northwest side as well, into Norwood Park. So that's very cool. Um, it's a great, great place to be. Main South, where you went? Yes. Now, what about real estate? When did that become you know, like a thought for you? Um, initially, um, I had moved back from college in 2013. Um, I had a friend, uh, her brother's best friend, brother, had started a business that was real estate related. So I had, um, was taken on as a sales position mm -hmm. where we sold Google business tours to oh, wow. yeah large establishments, bars, restaurants. Um, they also like sold, the virtual tours when yeah oh very cool. Um, the company's called LCP three sixty. Oh nice. And they also do it on a larger scale for like commercial um, grade hotels, retirement homes, and he had connections in the real estate office that was below our office, and he's like, hey, like, would you be interested in shooting a top producer listings? Um, you know, I have all the equipment. So I was like, sure, why not? And I was super interested in it um, from a photography standpoint. And then getting in and seeing all these houses like day in, day out, one minute you were in Glenview, the next minute you were in Northbrook, um, suburbs that I hadn't even heard of. And seeing the day-to-day -day activities of a realtor, I was like, I'm kind of interested in this. Um, didn't do anything about it for a few years. And I had been bartending and was kind of looking to do something different. And I had an opportunity from an old neighbor where they had been getting into real estate full time and they were looking for an assistant and it was mm. just right place, right time. Um, I think I was on Craigslist the night before, like looking <laughs> at different jobs and like a leasing agent was um, up for grabs. And I was like, okay, I'll look into that in the morning. I woke up to a text message um, from her and I was like, okay, give it a shot. Yeah. What was it like about the industry itself or just because it, it takes a special kind of person to to endure in that right i mean it's not like you just step into success it's something that you have to really work towards 100 um, percent. yeah so it's just like what what drew you about that per, like being on your own or doing it for yourself versus um like working in a nine-to-five or a corporate job yeah um i love people i'm introverted but i'm an introverted extrovert mm -hmm. where um when i was younger my mom had to put a latch on our screen door because she'd go to shower and I'd like 
go and socialize with the neighbors. I'd like break out. That's funny. So she had to put a latch all the way on the top of the screen. So um, I was definitely that person that was like moved in class for talking. Same, um, same. Yeah. So I saw it as a way to do a lot of the things that I loved. Um, marketing and advertising is what I went to school for. Oh, wow. So this is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what this is, right? Right. Um, sales. I had plenty of sales jobs and then bartending um, and in the service industry. I absolutely loved it. You met so many different people day in, day out. You had regular customers and you know clientele that they'd come in to see you for your shifts. They'd have a drink. They ordered food. Um, sometimes they'd just stop in to say, hi, I'm mm-hmm. going to the grocery store. Can't stay today, but it was a really good way to make connections and then on a larger level, help people with their move. Yeah. So, and it seemed like that's what you were saying earlier, just how um, when it came to like the, the looking back or looking at your referrals, looking where you get that business, that a third of it was coming from part, just bartending yeah. and those relationships that you made from there. 100%. And it was, I took a look into my business and I said, okay, like where did this come from? And it was like, you know, a customer from the place that I worked at, it was either them or they referred me to their mother-in-law who was mm. downsizing yeah. and had been in her house for 50 years or friends that came from working there i met my old roommates there and um no way yeah and people that i ended up working with i was just in their wedding a couple weekends ago so that's awesome you spend so much time with either your co-workers or your customers that they basically turn into set like family and you know the joke is you know who do you trust your barber your hairdresser and your 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 bartender bartender, so uh, i felt like it was a good fit you know going forward into a sales position it's really cool to hear you talk about those experiences and how they almost helped like shaped me yeah Yeah. they really did because for someone that uh, you know because you you did say you're extroverted but you're introverted right and 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 that kind of like outlet almost like you created that for yourself right so having this uh and, and also the, the belief in yourself right coming from uh, that the sale or the the marketing background with the education and then the sales experience tell me what the, the strategy was going into it like day one so now you know you're starting off in this new career you're venturing off how did you tap into those relationships but then market yourself f- with this knowledge and experience yeah so i worked as an unlicensed assistant for a year mm-hmm. so i got to see the day-to-day and behind the scenes and i did mm-hmm. a lot of marketing And I realized that it wasn't something that you're immediately going to succeed at. (laughs) I mean, in any sales job, you're told no so many times and you have to have thick skin and it's not for everyone. Um, And a lot of it I have to thank my grandfather for because he was an entrepreneur himself. So growing up, if we had softball fundraisers and we had um, fundraising cards to sell, he's like, okay, you signed up for this. Go door to door. (laughs) Right. So you'd have people that were like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And I'm walking around Park Ridge and like, okay. So like so many no's, but then you'd knock on someone's door and they'd say, my nephew sells them, but because of what you're doing, you actually are going door to door. I'm going to buy two. Wow. So, you know, you had three no's and one yes. And the yeses were so much more rewarding than the no's because they far outweighed them. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I actually came in like third place one year selling them door to door and a couple of the people who had won, they're like, oh, well, my dad works for a big company. He Mm. just took him to work. And, you know, I was actually proud of myself because I put in the hard work. And even at a young age, like 
I knew that that was going to translate forward into this career because a lot of the people in the office I was working at had been doing it forever. No marketing, just strictly referral-based. You knew their names. I knew their names from like walking around town, seeing their signs, seeing their faces on the signs, and never having to meet them. And then I'd see them in the office. I felt like they were local celebrities. Really? Yeah. But it, it's it was a good it was eye opening yeah. saying that like if you want to do this you have to do it 100 percent to get yeah. the results that you want so yeah. um i did a ton of marketing goofy marketing i made memes of myself because that's a good way to connect with Look, people that's original though yeah so so when you made the memes was it um were you, like, were you trying to be creative was it copying what you already saw and just kind of adding yourself to that like what was the logic behind creating memes for of yourself um sometimes they'd be not real estate related uh-huh. um like it'd be an introverted meme like when it's 9 p.m and someone says hey are you coming out and it was like an older woman and her cat in bed and i just you know i cropped myself on to the the woman and my dog onto the cat um and you know That's i put funny. on instagram i'd say are you looking for your you know own place to hide away at like call me and we can talk about finding your own place um or if it was relative within like social context, like um, some, uh, what was it during COVID? Um, oh, Joe Exotic, oh, yeah. you know, some of those. <laughs> you did those? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, you know, who, who's to blame for the low appraisal? Um, just staying relevant and connecting with people of all ages. Um, and it's funny enough, as a millennial, I love working with seniors. Mm. So... Because they're awesome. And and it kind of kills two birds with one stone as I'm hearing it. It also shows this other side of you, too, where it takes a special kind of person <laughs> to do that. Maybe yeah. it's special like cause most people aren't doing that. Sure. Right? And, and, and you're not taking yourself too seriously as well. Right. Um, so then how did you kind of then translate that into that more professional thing if it wasn't always that, that that people were still able to see you as as a realtor first? Yeah. Um, you know, meeting with people, having them come in the office um, or just sitting down and answering their questions and it is super stressful um the transaction you know most of the time for people even if everything's going smoothly because there's so many irons in the fire yeah um that being you know level-headed easy to talk to cheerful or you know sending a gif or a meme to a client just getting them along smoothly making them know that they're easing into the process was really important to me and that they felt like whether they needed to message me first thing in the morning or at night with a question that they felt comfortable um, or their question, there's no dumb questions in real estate and I always right. tell them that. And I want them to feel like they can come to me and ask me something, even if it doesn't make sense, it does make sense that they feel like I'm going to ask this because I'm unsure and they don't feel stupid doing so. Well, and, and the message too um, that you had mentioned and I kind of wanted to ask you about that was that people don't feel like they need to buy something when they're shopping around for a house, yeah. right? That um, you, you purchase what you need, but right. you can't return it. And this is not you know, a simple purchase. No. So, so like, why was that? Is that something that you've had to, to kind of talk people off a ledge of, a sense of urgency to buy uh, when they start the home buying process? Yeah, because, you know, you go through all these steps, you get pre-approved, you're like, oh, okay, I have this shiny pre-approval, I'm going to go buy something. Mm. And you look at five, ten places, and you're like, I'm not really finding anything that I like, and they feel bad, and I tell them when we first meet, 
um, whether I show you like one or 100 homes, I just want you to feel comfortable and confident the entire way. Yeah. Like we might look at one house, it's great, and then you get to the inspection and the inspection reveals a laundry list of items that mm. you either were unaware of or now you're getting quotes and it's gonna be way more than you anticipated. Yeah. I don't want you to feel stuck with a house. If you don't feel good about it, then we'll go find you a new house. Yeah. You know, And a lot of times people are, I'm so sorry, doesn't make a difference to me it's your purchase right. like i'm here to help you find the right house and sometimes you have one or two inspections and they don't work out and the third time's the charm um so never feeling pressured into buying something because it's a huge purchase yeah if you don't feel good about it then don't do it absolutely so maybe you renew your lease another year or you move back in with your parents and you just stay on it save more money and then once that right place comes up you're ready to pull the trigger absolutely and then how does that change the way that you create content from the beginning where you're, you're trying to just to to be relevant you know make a name for yourself but now that you have this um this this experience with people you know are you creating content more so to to add value in that way like how does that change with the, the conversations you have that you try to maybe be a little proactive in the way that you market yourself now versus before? Yeah. Um, I'm super happy to share that I have over 55 star reviews on Google. That's cool. Um, Good and for you. Yeah. With another collection of like um, Zillow reviews, Facebook reviews. So we have over 75 star reviews total since the wow. five years I've been doing it. Congratulations. Thank you. And for doing like, I'm sure you're proactive in getting those too. Yeah. And you know, some clients they're like solely transaction based, like it's just who they are. They mm. don't work in an industry where mm. like reviews or referrals are a thing. Yeah. Um, and then you have other people that are like, where can I leave you a review? Like, I'm so excited. You did a great job. Yeah. Um, and they tell all their friends and family um, about it, which is, it's super rewarding. And it also translates from the buy side to the selling side too, yeah. because sometimes you get a listing and everything says that it'll sell at this price for X, Y, Z. This is the market time. This is what the market's doing. There's, you know, X amount of inventories and you have a ton of showings and the feedback is constructive that it's not for that buyer mm -hmm. for reasons that, you know, the bedroom sizes are too small, the layout doesn't work for them. And you have to translate it into your client that, okay, bedroom sizes and layout, sometimes a price adjustment isn't going to make those bedrooms bigger or the layout any better for the next person. So it's not necessarily always about dropping the price either, which um, sometimes I hear, you know, people saying in their past sale, their, their agent really wanted them to drop the price quickly and um, really not giving them any reasons. And then that's why we look at the feedback um, mm. after each showing to yeah. see what is it? Is it condition related? Is it update related? That's when you factor things into price um, and what the market's doing. So we take a look at the market just about every week to see what else is selling in the neighborhood and not selling. Smart. Um, just keep them educated and in mind. And when that market time does shift, we can show them like, hey, we listed at the same time. Is this listing, they're still on the market. Like sometimes it's the market and sometimes it's us. And then we have to make that decision on what to do next to make a sell. For sure. And, and you seem to find, um, a connection to to your neighborhoods and the way that you do your like i guess your research right is also yeah. based on food yeah a little bit of a foodie i do love food <laughs> and i think being from chicago we're super right. spoiled yeah um everyone that i talk to either friends or family or clients that move out of the state 
hey, how's Arizona? Oh, we love it. The weather's great. So-and-so gets to golf like almost yeah. every day. Um, oh, that's so great. You know, love our new neighborhood. And but, everyone's like, food sucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we, uh, we really are spoiled. We're super spoiled. Now, that's one of the things that you kind of made a point to say is that you're this foodie. So um, is that... How does that tie into real estate for you when you're like canvassing places or, you know, how much of that uh, tap, like do people tap into you for that? Do you find that, you know, you're using that as part of your marketing to say, yeah. you know, like I'm a resource to you. It's not just that I'm going out into these places, but yeah, I can kind of tell you what the scene is like and it's depending on where you're at. super important, I think, especially after COVID for me, mm. um, when COVID hit, my business was primarily on the Northwest side um, and we had people that were coming in from downtown river north south loop and um coming to edison park norwood park park ridge and they're like no we're you know i don't have to go into the office anymore so we're gonna upsize get more space and upgrade what's around here and you know they we talk about food in my listings i always try <laughs> yeah i always try to like map out um like the who what where when and why into a listing description too so like grocery stores bars and restaurants because that's important to a yeah, lot of people yeah. Um, Would you say it's to most people? If you're gonna if you're gonna live in the city, it seems like that's kind of the the trade off, right? That yeah. if you think about a lot of families that live here, that that's it's usually tied to something more social, right? Yeah. So how how does that play in then when yeah, just like the from a neighborhood vibe or feel that because that's like well, someone was just having this conversation yesterday. For me, like, what's your favorite city to travel to? And I was saying Barcelona. Okay. And like the reason for it though is the food. Right. You know, so how much of that plays into you being so connected to like the food scene and being a foodie that people will pick neighborhoods because of the food? Yeah. Exclusively. Yeah. Um, one of my first listings that um, I got and it was in Logan Square. Um, my dog's foster mom um it was her condo and she had upgraded and moved um into the like northwest suburbs or i'm sorry northwest part of the city and there were so many cool bars and restaurants in logan square that i tag the bars and restaurants in the listing and i'll say mm. like who wants to move to logan square you know walking distance to park and field and then you'd get some extra exposure from that um, and some places I dropped the listings off at, like, you know, this is for sale. Um, you could, you know, walking distance and just having that extra exposure because you never, you never really know who's looking. Very creative. Yeah. <laughs> Are these just like, were these just your ideas? Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a cool way that you kind of merged your passions of, of not making it part of your identity almost right yeah. um so what is the i guess the intention behind what you're building as far as not only your brand but the community kind of the that that mixing personal and, and business um for 2023 and beyond and the way you market yourself and, and grow your business yeah um i think more and more um i'd love to like dig into my community and make more connections um i live in edison park but i'm on the norwood park um, chamber oh, nice. um, i've been a board member for like four years now and just getting involved with the community and volunteering um, we also do like snow angels so the 41st ward the alderman puts together um shoveling snows for seniors in the community oh, cool. so that was cool um 
I like doing that stuff and just getting involved in like the animal rescues too. I had a listing. Um, my clients were selling their condo and they had a foster dog and a resident dog. So in the drone video, we had the dogs in the video, uh, which was cool. So that was like more exposure for their um, adoptable pet and um, just connecting with more people who also love animals. So That's you really get cool. more likes, more inquiries for stuff like that. And then you're able to also give back to um the resources of the rescues or get more exposure for them. Oh, so if people love what they're hearing and they want to connect with you, find you online, support you, yeah. follow you, um, where can they do it like from a website and also from social media? Yeah, social media. Um, my Instagram is address Abby um, underscore Chicago and then um, address Abby on Facebook. Um, just Google me. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll find you, right? Yeah, you yeah. can find me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for coming in and sharing a little bit about your story and yeah, just connecting with us in our community. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been, been a lot of fun.